Welcome to the Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Knight, in for Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Friday, September 30th, and we're here updating the headlines whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. In a big ceremony at the Kremlin today, Vladimir Putin declared four regions in Ukraine are now part of Russia. I'm sure that the Federal Assembly will support four new subjects of Russian Federation because this is the will of millions of people. He's justifying the land grab based on referendums that many are calling a sham. This is the largest forcible annexation in Europe since World War II. John Haltewanger covers politics and defense for Insider, and he says it's a dangerous escalation on Putin's part. There's no turning back now. This move also opens the door for Russia to claim that fighting in these areas means its territory, or Russian territory, is being attacked. In other words, Russia could claim that Ukraine has gone to war against Russia. By providing Ukraine with weapons, NATO and the West have effectively gone to war against Russia. And Putin could conceivably use this as grounds to escalate the risk of Russia using nuclear weapons. Putin has repeatedly made nuclear threats since the war began. While Putin celebrates annexing about 15% of his country, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is asking NATO to consider an accelerated application to join the alliance. Zelensky said in his social media posts that Ukraine has proven it's compatible with NATO standards and that, quote, we trust each other. It's a long shot. NATO historically only accepts countries with clearly defined borders. And since the alliance is sworn to protect its members, it could immediately trigger a wider war with Russia. Across Florida, the damage caused by Hurricane Ian is slowly coming into focus. Emergency crews were still trying to make it to the most ravaged communities last night, where some neighborhoods have been flattened to rubble. In Fort Myers, Governor Ron DeSantis said the damage was almost indescribable. Today is about identifying the people that need help, who may still be in harm's way, but also beginning the process uh, of rebuilding some of the things that we need to have services restored, to have fuel, and to have the things that, that people need in terms of communications. Many neighborhoods are still hard to reach, and an accurate death toll is proving difficult to measure. Local officials are offering different numbers. Hundreds have been rescued so far, and millions Millions are still living without power. Survivors who thought they'd be able to ride out the storm are telling stories of floodwaters pouring through doors up to their chins. Some even saw large fish swim by their window. Today, the Carolinas are bracing for impact as Ian is on course to strike once again. The CEO and founder of Spanx, Sarah Blakely, has named her successor. Longtime senior exec Kim Jones will take over as CEO. Blakely founded the pioneering shapewear company in 2000 with 5000 in the bank. In 2012, she became the youngest woman self-made billionaire to join the Forbes list. Blakely is not going too far, though. She's staying on as board chair. A former NSA agent could be facing life in prison or the death penalty after allegedly trying to sell classified documents to a foreign government representative. It turns out the foreign contact was actually an undercover FBI agent. Jera Sebastian Dalkey had top secret access for just a couple of months this summer before suddenly leaving the NSA. Court documents say he was trying to pay off thousands of dollars in debt. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. 
Coming up, we chat with a bodyguard for stars like Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, and Russell Crowe about what the job is really like. Earlier this week, a group of undocumented immigrants in West Texas were on the side of the road getting water when two men in a truck reportedly pulled over and began shooting at them. One man died and another woman was injured. Well, two brothers have been arrested and charged with manslaughter in connection to the shooting, according to Texas officials. And one of them, Mike Shepard, was the warden of a notorious immigration detention center until this week. According to The Intercept, Shepard has a long history of committing and overseeing violence against immigrants at the center. The U.S. suicide rate is ticking up again after two consecutive years of decline, raising new alarm bells about Americans' mental health in the shadow of COVID-19. According to provisional data from the CDC, suicides among young men ages 15 to 24 saw the sharpest spike last year, jumping 8%. Health officials and political leaders have been increasing their focus on mental health. The U.S. recently rolled out an easier-to-remember 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, and a government task force recommended that doctors screen all adults under 65 for anxiety. We got more twists and turns in the Mar-a-Lago saga. Donald Trump has been publicly complaining that the FBI planted evidence when it seized all those documents at his Florida club. So Raymond Deary, the special master that Trump specifically asked for, told his legal team essentially put up or shut up. He ordered them to make that claim in a court filing by today. Remember, it's one thing to lie to Sean Hannity, but another thing to lie to a judge. But then Deary's boss, Judge Eileen Cannon, overruled the special master yesterday, saving Trump from having to explain himself. The DOJ may appeal. Breakthrough drugs to treat debilitating diseases are often exciting, but the news of a treatment for ALS being approved by the FDA is being met with skepticism. The agency approved the drug, called Relivrio, after just one small sample study rather than the two larger ones usually required. The treatment reportedly lengthens the life of an ALS patient, but some scientists are worried by the lack of more thorough testing. The FDA says it was more flexible because there is such unmet need for the roughly 30,000 people in the U.S. with the disease. An investor just bought the Byers family home from Stranger Things and is planning to turn it into a Halloween attraction. The Netflix show is set in the fictional town of Hawkins, Indiana, but the actual house is in Georgia. And the family who owns the property reportedly sold it for double the asking price of 300 k The investor is planning to recreate the Byers family home and even build a miniature version of Hawkins on the property, though hopefully without the visitors from the upside down. When you think of bodyguards who work for celebrities, you're probably thinking of these large buff men in dark suits standing stiffly behind the stars. Or maybe for the romantics out there like me, you're imagining a little more Kevin Costner scooping up Whitney Houston. Well, Billy Billingham has been a bodyguard for some of the biggest stars, including Angelina Jolie and Russell Crowe. And he says his job is nothing like what you're thinking. And he's here to chat about it. Hey, Billy. Hey, Rebecca. Thank you for the invite. Of course. So, Billy, you call what we traditionally think of bodyguards security theater. So the real protection you provide is more discreet and not as big and showy and muscular. So how would you describe what you do? Well, it's definitely not about an image. 
you know, it's, it's about knowledge. When you're working as a bodyguard, you've got to understand what your client needs, what they expect. And it's about you as a bodyguard doing the sort of background work of finding out what the threats are to them, what is real, what is not real. And 90% of the time, it's about protecting their image, you know, making sure that they don't go out dressed inappropriately, doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing. It's not about the physical aspect. It's more about the so, sort of, uh, like I say, the image of what they're portraying and, and, you know, in the public eye, making sure that they're not making a mistake or doing the wrong thing, really. So say you're at a movie premiere and your celebrity is walking the red carpet. What are you doing? What are you looking for? You know, if you take an example of Angelina Jolie, you know, you know, so many people love Angelina Jolie or whoever your client is. So... I, before I even walk out onto the red carpet, I'll look through the audience, the crowd, and 99% of the people are there because they want to see her, they love her. Mm-hmm. So you look through the face, you expect to see smiley, happy faces, people wanting to meet her. If I look through the crowd and I find that somewhere in that crowd there's a face that is not looking very happy, not like everybody else, if I, I see that, then I, I make a, a, you know, a, a conscious effort to clock it, see where it is, and avoid it. Billy, you talk about how so much of your job is protecting their image. And I wonder why does that job fall on you? Like, wouldn't it fall into their PR person or, you know, their assistant or something? No. Huh? You, you are absolutely, you're almost in control of everything. You're in charge of their PA. You're in charge of everything. Because if they have a bad day, it's coming down on you. Not the PA, mm-hmm. not, not anyone else. It all comes down on you. So... You do. You, you kind of take care of every aspect of their life every single day. It's, it's not down to the PA. It's not down to the wardrobe. It's down to you. It's not really, but but you have to make it that because you want an easy life. You want an easy ride. You want to, you know, you want to make things right. So you take it all. Yeah, because you're the one who are them with all, all the time. So it's like if something happens, they're like, Billy, you were right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, what people don't realize, they think it's all about muscle and throwing people around and this, that, the other, and all the rest of it. It's not. It's, a, it's totally about protecting that image. For example, like, I mean, Angeline used to go to massive press conferences, you know, like with the UN and all that sort of stuff. You imagine if she gets out of the car that morning in a white blouse or whatever, covered in coffee because it's been spilled in the car. Mm-hmm. She's now got to step out. That's a whole day ruined. So I always made sure that we had spare clothing and everything ready in case something did happen that's what's that's the important part of being a bodyguard you know making sure that they can fulfill what they need to working with the pitt jolie family you also had to weed out drivers who liked taking payments from the paparazzi uh, h- how did you do that you don't trust anybody you just don't trust anyone whenever you're traveling from country to country you don't generally take the same drivers with you but you know i used to quite often say you know tell the drivers that night we're going to go on to this meeting tomorrow knowing full well that's not where we're going and then i get in the car the next that morning and we're just about to leave and they go right we're going to smithville i go no we're not actually we're going to here and they went well you said i don't care what i said now we're going here and i could send someone else down to what i told them the night before i guarantee there's a paparazzi waiting for you. Mm. You know, you just couldn't trust anyone. It was a weird, it, it, was a, it was a tough old lifestyle, to be honest. Why did you ultimately decide to leave the profession? As a bodyguard, you don't have really a personal life. You kind of put, you, mm. you make a massive sacrifice. I was working 18 hours a day. You really put your, your personal family and everybody to the side. 
you can't be, you know, having personal conversations because you're right next to your client or you can't be having arguments and all this sort of stuff. It's really, it's a real, you know, it's a big sacrifice you have to make. It was tough. It really was tough. Billy, thank you so much for talking. You're welcome, Rebecca. It's nice to speak to you. Billy Billingham is now the author of several thrillers and is the co-presenter of the British reality TV show SAS Who Dares Wins. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight, in for Dave Smith, who is still spending time with his new baby. Rob Gunther is our senior producer, Carrie Donahue is our executive producer, and Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider. We had help this week from Dan Gooding and Mikael Stein. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Oh.